as you're going through this process, a lot of questions come up. Should we do this? Should we do that? Which way are we going? What makes sense? Being able to quickly see what some of the financial impact is of some of the decisions that you're considering is really, really critical. And it really makes the process that much more valuable to you when you can quickly get some financial validation of what you're thinking about. You're listening to Estimate Rocket Radio, the hassle-free online software for service contractors that keep your business running from lead to pay. We want your business to grow, so we make it easy to get your job done. Hey everyone, it's a great day at Estimate Rocket Radio, and I want to give you all a very warm welcome. My name is Kathleen. I am the Director of Sales here at Estimate Rocket, and I am joined by my very dynamic co-host, Chris Shank, who is the leader of education and engagement here at Estimate Rocket. Hello, Chris. Hey, Kathy. It's great to be here. I know. And we're so excited, aren't we, Chris? Today is a special podcast because we get to talk to our CEO, Tom Drost. Tom is the founder and CEO here at Estimate Rocket. Tom has been a software architect and engineer for over 25 years. That is a long time. And he has seen so many different ways of engineering. From a personal experience, I can share with you that Tom has a true passion for offering the best software along with the greatest customer support and success team. He really wants it to be at a very high level, so high that all of our customers very quickly become raving fans. Well, Tom is going to be offering a spreadsheet built with fast formulas to help you forecast. It gives you numbers in your company that are changing pretty quickly or that could be changing pretty quickly and helps you calculate what hiring would cost you and make you in your company or what material costs adjustments would look like, some overhead, price increases, all those things that are adjusting or you're thinking about adjusting, but with instant calculations to help you see the results. Can you imagine how useful that would be in planning? Find the link in the show notes. Hey, Tom, welcome to Estimate Rocket Radio. We're so excited to have you here. Great to be here again, Kathy. You know I love these. Yes, we know, and you're really good at them too. We, we love talking with you and asking questions and trying to catch you off guard on something, but we usually we, we <laughs> yeah, have yet to succeed. I don't think there's a chance of that, Chris. <laughs> oh, there's Tom, a chance. <laughs> Tom always comes prepared. So Tom, this whole idea of what if, being able to ask questions in your company about if I change this little dial, pulled this lever, what would that do? The, the what if part is, as you're going through this process, a lot of questions come up. Should we do this? Should we do that? Which way are we going? What makes sense? Being able to quickly see what some of the financial impact is of some of the decisions that you're considering is really, really critical. And it really makes the process that much more valuable to you when you can quickly get some financial validation of what you're thinking about. We've created a a spreadsheet tool uh, that's really kind of cool to use, but everybody's variables may be a little different. So your your modeling tool might look a little different, but the key is picking out the variables uh, for your business that that support um, being able to quickly see the impact of various decisions. Our uh, colleague, Nick Slavic, uh, says it's about helping you to turn feelings uh, into reality with data. 
Right. 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 That's Data-driven good. decisions. Isn't that what we're all about at Estimate Rocket? Yeah, yeah actually we are. That is really, uh, really a key for sure. So Tom, typically, do you keep going back and toggle? Do you look at the quarterly uh, numbers and then think of the ideas and what's going to drive us to the end of the year and look at the annual numbers as well? Sure. I mean, uh, you know, the word planning uh, is just what it sounds like. It's mm-hmm. it's planning things. And uh, plans don't always go exactly as expected. Sometimes they go, uh, they exceed, you exceed your plan expectations, and sometimes you don't hit your plan expectations. So mm-hmm. if you're not adjusting to that throughout the course of the year, uh, you can get into a lot of trouble, which is another reason why doing this, uh, looking at these things quarterly and you look at them quarterly doesn't mean you're going to change your annual plan necessarily, but it mean, but it might mean that you're going to make some tweaks or changes based on, you know, market, in, you know, market uh, influences and, and things that are going on in the economy and uh, things that are going on in the world. Mm-hmm. So you have to keep revisiting it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And any, maybe any new relationships that may come onto the horizon that could change your sales? Sure. Absolutely. In a positive a, way, a, of course. <laughs> a lot, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but even uh-huh. when it's negative, uh, you know, influences by thinking about it and planning for it, you can adapt to virtually mm-hmm. anything. Right. And maybe it doesn't have such a negative impact on your company if you are looking at it and preparing to move around it or move under it or over it. Absolutely. Yeah, the those incremental uh, effects that build up over time, the, it's the butterfly effect. That's what scares us. You know, like, hey, everything seems to be going fine, but if we don't check in, this little thing over here, this problem or this change, mm-hmm. could cause this huge thing over here and and totally change the course of where our business is headed. That's the the scary thing. But that also is a beautiful thing if you know how to kind of keep checking in and because you you could bring better change, like you said, Kathy. It's not all. You know, not all change is good change, but we're looking at the good change here. So it's a positive. <laughs> we're thing. fortunate enough to look yeah. at the good change, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I know you guys over and over again, when I sit in our meetings, I always make reference to Pac-Man and I never played that game, but I remember others playing it when I was younger and I love the theory of, and that's pretty much been my life theory. When, when obstacles come in front of me, you need to figure a way to go under it, to go over it, to go through it, to go around it. There's always a way that if you analyze the situation, you can be flexible and agile and succeed. So mm. that's pretty much always that's, been my philosophy. That's really true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pac-Man. Um, <laughs> Make so that Tom, your new icon, Kat. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Maybe I'll make that icon um, for my for my personality um, mm. online. So, Tom, typically, do you think a lot of um, companies allow their high level leadership team members to have access to these numbers and these forecasts? Quick answer is no. Um, it required, you know, sharing of uh, revenues. Uh, some may do sharing of costs. I think fewer will do. And it really is a uh, requires a mindset change to start sharing those figures. And obviously, it, it requires a level of trust. You've got to mm-hmm. have, you know, you have to trust your team. 
Um, and, but once you start doing it and you can do it, you can always do this slowly, you know, and over time, but what it does is it truly empowers your team to make decisions that will support what your, you know, not only what your uh, goals are with your customers, but your, some of your financial goals as well, mm -hmm. uh, which affect them. So it, it really does give them a chance to, uh, to allow them to be more accountable and, and for what they're doing and the decisions they're making uh, and get them to really invest themselves in the company and the company's success. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is kind of a mindset change. I love that you say it's kind of built on trust and it takes time to get comfortable with trust, to grow trust, to right. bring the company, everybody in it to understand what it is and how, how it's going to protect everyone, but also challenge everyone to keep moving forward. And um, I, I think that's a really good point because yeah, I look at it and I think, oh yeah, every, the high level leadership definitely should have access to this. But like you said, probably not enough companies do. And that's the sad reality is, um, and that's, that's a big burden actually for the owners. Uh, that, that's a lot you're keeping close to the vest and, and not really sharing that with others who can help you steer forward and, and understand kind of what to do and, and grapple with it. And that spreads out ownership for people to feel more deeply invested too. Mm -hmm. But, but I'm sure it's just a little bit of a, like you said, a mindset change, like what numbers do I give and what, what, how much do I give them? Cause it doesn't mean everybody sees everything. Um, you know, what do we do with it once we get it? So those are good questions that, uh, yeah, that takes some, uh, a culture shift actually after the mindset shift. One of the other challenges with that is that, um, not everybody, you know, when you're sharing this information, it's not necessarily all good news all the time. And, mm -hmm. right. uh, you know, some people don't want to hear that. So it really does, you know, the mindset and the trust of your people and, and, and what they can handle, which they can usually handle more than you think they can. Mm -hmm. uh, is really an important thing over time to develop. Well, and I know from past experience that um, most leadership team members also are very aware of total numbers and expenses. You know, they're they're not they're not the people that have their head in the sand. They know what mm. all the health benefits cost and the extraordinary cost of of all of that, that you give to them. And so they know that rent is expensive. Trucks are expensive. Gasoline is out of sight right now. So insurance is expensive for the cars and the crews. Um, so they have an understanding of what goes into having a business. So I don't think they're necessarily blinded by what's coming in for sales, because they also know that you have to pay everyone and that there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes for all the various expenses that a company has. Yeah. Otherwise known as they ain't stupid. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. It, it makes sense though. That, that makes a lot of sense. Like we kind of think, okay, once I divulge these numbers and everybody's, everybody's going to have this shock for a little bit, but not really, like you're saying, they're probably a little bit more cued into it than what we, mm -hmm. what we sometimes think. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tom, what numbers are we talking about here? Uh, what numbers should leadership teams regularly go to the vision sandbox with? Um, I think, I think that's going to vary a little bit company by company, but, um, in terms of, of variables that you want to look at, uh, that affect your, your total outcomes for the year, uh, things like your average labor rate, uh, you know, the average cost of your labor, uh, mm -hmm. the average price you're charging for your labor. Um, uh, subcontractor prices, 
uh, and material margins. And there's two factors to material margins. There's the labor to material mix in your project sales. Uh, once you have a you know a little bit of a handle on that, it makes it a little bit easier to figure out um, uh, what your material, how your material costs and your labor mix affects your your gross profits. Um, and then things like average job size, and there may be some other factors that are regional, you know, or, or or specific to your company based on the market that you're in. So, those are ones that are are certainly easy to uh, play with and and do uh, what if type exercises on that you can quickly get an impact of, you know, making a small price increase or uh, making a small labor, um, you know, a pay rate increase or. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're looking for a different um, material uh, provider or vendor or spreading your vendor purchases out or something like that. Mm-hmm. So those are things that you can easily and quickly experiment with to see, wow, you know, a, a $2 change in our labor rate actually has a pretty big impact on our on our total sales. Yeah. And, and some things are changing pretty quickly in this economy. Mm-hmm. Uh, prices, materials, which uh, labor, labor prices, uh, subcontractor price, all these types of things, uh, overhead's going to be changing a little bit. So, and, and it messes with the whole thing. It, it, the whole system is requiring some kind of an overhaul every time something little changes. Actually, they say that overhauls are mostly reserved for crises because, um, you know, obviously think of the time lost, think of the money lost. Mm-hmm. So you, you just don't want to sink too much in, in those types of changes, but yet there are overhauls that are happening quite a bit in, in changing economies. Uh, and competition is rising up really, really fast. I say that all the time. Mm-hmm. We, we address that at estimate rocket. Uh, we want our users to become strong competitors because mm-hmm. we know that there, there's a lot to, to win out there in, in a good way. I mean, we want all good contractors to do well, not just our users. But uh, we definitely want to equip those people who are using Estimate Rocket. So um, the competitive strategy is strong. This is a good competitive strategy, uh, spreadsheets like this. And again, we're talking about not just seeing the numbers, but doing kind of rough calculations uh, instantaneously with this spreadsheet. Almost Um, like dreaming, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, Tom, let me ask you a question. Do you think this is the hard part for the leadership teams to understand? It's a difficult part in in two respects. One is if you don't have a methodology for weighing, you know, the the va- relative values of the different things that you're that you're considering, mm-hmm. then it is hard because you have no basis for decision other than uh, he said, she said, or you know, Joe and Marty are having you know ha- having an argument about something, and we you know we don't know how to decide which de- you know which which path is is better. Um, so. You know, having a, an effort versus impact quadrant matrix that you can work with very simply, it's a really simple concept, um, makes it really quick because everybody can kind of vote on, well, on where it goes in terms of the impact and the efforts involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that helps to simplify, doesn't make doing the things any easier, but it makes deciding <laughs> on which things to do easier. Yeah. And, you know, as you're talking about this, In my mind, I'm painting a picture of, okay, this summer, we're going to go on a road trip. We're going to drive the family 200 miles, and we're going to go to this destination. All right. Well, we need to start by planning a few hours of time on what route we're going to take. 
how many times we need to stop to um, get food and go to the bathroom. And if there are detours that we need to make because of construction, where are our outlets to move onto those detours to get to our destination? And so I'm painting this picture in my mind as you're talking right now. And I'm saying, okay, we do all this work, maybe six hours of prep to go on a vacation. When you think about all the little details that need, what are we going to pack? What are you going to put for food in the car? So you, you, everyone has drinks and snacks. And then we have a business where many people don't even think of spending an hour of preparation for the year on thinking about where their destination is going to be for that year. Yeah. I, I by the way, I'm going to argue with that with you on the, uh, how long it takes to prepare a one week vacation. <laughs> Longer than six I, hours. I, I, I think it takes at least 24 hours to plan a, a, a five, six day vacation. Mm-hmm. So, so, so Tom, yeah, some 20, business owners. 10% or 15% or something of, of right. the total vacation time. That's a good point. Yeah. But to your point, some business owners aren't even putting 24 hours of thought into their year ahead. Yeah, it's really important. And, it, and again, it's it, as companies grow, they'll become more and more successful when they implement processes like these. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the companies that don't, it doesn't mean they're not going to be successful, but success comes a little easier to those who have planned. Because right. you have an idea of what you're trying to accomplish and you know when you're getting there or not. Mm-hmm. So doesn't mean you have to beat yourself up if you don't make 100% of your goals. It just means that you know, hey, okay, we planned this. We got 90% of the way there or we got 110% of the way there or we only got 50% of the way there. So something wrong with the process there probably or we overshot. Exactly. But yep. being able to do that improves your skills at doing this over and over again and gives you a repeatable, predictable process that you can use in order to move your company forward. So does Estimate Rocket use this process? Uh, we absolutely do. Mm-hmm. And, it's a, and it's a never ending. Mm-hmm. Not only is the process never ending, but the refining of the process is an ongoing effort. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and you... You, you get better every time you do it. If you put the effort into it, you will get, you know, the process becomes better. It becomes smoother and you end up making better decisions and you get a higher level of outcome, higher percentage of outcome than if you're not planning and you're not refining this process on a, on a regular mm-hmm. basis. Mm-hmm. And, and I would have to add in there, it's, it's gotten to the point where it's a lot of fun to do. Yeah. Yeah. You can make it fun. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. And, and I know the estimate rocket because I'm involved in it. And so, you know, I asked the question, but I could definitely answer too, that um, it's really interesting to see how deeply woven into the practices of estimate rocket. This ideology is that you have to keep revisiting your plans and that you have to keep looking at your numbers and keep investing or involving everybody into the numbers and the planning to where they feel more invested. Mm-hmm. That's been amazing for me. I, I love that. And I think it feels like you know, you can be ambushed by change. A lot of people, they have change thrust upon them. And other people plan a meeting with change. How can we meet it halfway and soften the blow of some of the the hits that we're going to take, which everybody, every business does. I mean, it doesn't mean everything's going to be perfect, but how can we now amplify our successes so we can go mm-hmm. further with those? It's, it's better to, again, 
plan for change rather than have change thrust upon you. And so right. I see us doing that and exciting. And like you said, Kathy, it's fun. Oh, we have fun. We have well, fun. you make it fun, right? You, <laughs> you, you plan fun, the fun in the meetings right? and with us, we're flying people in, um, that work remotely. And so we're making it fun by enjoying the day, even though it's truly very intense and draining. And then we go out at night and we celebrate and, I'm all about celebrating all of our successes on an ongoing basis so that we can enjoy the journey. Mm -hmm. Um, The destination comes quick and then it's gone. So enjoy the journey of the life that you're in. And um, I think that it's been nice for um, our CEO because all the department heads, um, which are the leadership team, take full responsibility for the goals and meeting the goals. And so we're all there moving the wheel up the hill with our CEO. So it's a lot of fun to share and dream and party (laughs) and party, but it's also fun to be accountable for your goals Mm -hmm. because we're all succeeding in our goals. And um, so that is the real fun part of this whole thing when you can uh, thrive and succeed. Yeah. And and succeeding together. Also, I want to put in there, we failed together in in a good way, right? Like we're, we're invested in each other's process. Nobody's, you know, we, and we're always breaking down silos. That's going to be a constant thing with any team because then you start getting invested in what you're doing, but we keep coming back to the center and saying, how can I help? How, you know, what part of this, you know, nobody fails alone. Nobody succeeds alone. It's, it's one big win for all of us. And we keep moving forward together. It's, we are really excited about the spreadsheet calculator formulas in there for some of the uh, fast forecasting to see where you're at and where you're going and making sure you're on track. Well, Tom, I'm excited about it. And thank you so much for being on Estimate Rocket Radio. Thank you so much. Thank you. This is Estimate Rocket Radio. Join our team at EstimateRocket.com. Oh, we have fun.